0: The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast, and I am your host, Raider Greg. And if you're wondering why I'm so up, well, you know what? I'm tired of being down. You know what I'm saying? So is the whole nation. So, you know, what? we can take a global sigh of relief and check this out. We got nothing to do but look forward to something better game after game. Whatever happens... We can take a sigh of relief in knowing that we're not going to the playoffs, so we can watch our team and hopefully see some progress someplace. So we're going to examine that and other things on this show. Show 174! Yeah. Yeah. Old Town. Do you know about my city? Old Town. The city of old. Old Town. Oh, don't you know? Old Town. Do you know about my city? Old Town. The city of old. Oh, don't you know. Now let's take a little trip down memory lane. And so for today's show, we're going to have one flew over the cuckoo's nest. I'm going to tell you, folks, we're not all going crazy, and we all do see exactly what's happening with the team. And I'm going to hit on that. Also, we'll definitely hit this one. Still, the dumbest team in America. Definitely going to listen to that one because there's a whole lot to do about, well, you know what I'm saying. And, of course, Russell Watch is stronger than ever because what else are we going to look at on this team? So we're going to hit on Russell Watch, and everyone's talking about where he's going to start. We're going to hit on that for sure and, of course, hit the Raider Nation podcast comments form section. You guys have been brutally awesome coming in big time with your comments i love it randy and i are pumped about what uh, you guys have been saying you guys are hitting it there's a lot of frustration we know but the fact that you're still here you're still hanging in there that is Raider Nation, baby no matter what win lose or die you know what we all raiders till we die you know what i'm saying So let's just get on to our first story of the day. One. Flew over the cuckoo's nest. You made right. Raider fans, you sit here and you, you think you're watching the game and you're thinking you're the only one in the universe that feels the feelings that you do. You know, why does Lane Kiffin run one way or run up the middle, whatever? You think you're going crazy. The fact that Lane Kiffin said that he was going to put a powerful offense on the field. There's a lot of this quotes going on in the boards. A lot of the quotes are hitting Lane Kiffin and blaming him and blaming Al. There's a lot of blame going around. You know, uh, Warren Sapp hit it out. You know, the locker room's finally spilling over. I knew it was going to happen. I told you guys last podcast it was on the way. Well, here it is. (laughs) It was just a matter of time. Happens to any team. It just happens to our team right now. Am I crazy? Am I crazy? No, you're not crazy. You're not crazy when you see we're running off tackle to the left, off tackle to the right, and a short five-yard pass incomplete in the middle. Well, you know what? That's what happens. That's the whole game, pretty much the whole doggone game. The fact that we kicked five field goals, thanks, Jano, I'm sorry about every bad thing I said about you, because we only needed every one of those points to even try to make a sense of things, just makes me think how pitifully weak our offense is, and, let me interject this, the offensive play calling is. Really. At this point in the season, do you think we should really give a shit whether we're going to get an interception or not? You're looking at a team that's very poor at the pass defense, and we didn't hit him at all. We hit him a little bit. We hit him a little bit to the tune of, you know, we hit them at a little bit of the tune of 344 freaking yards. Just the fact that the yards were at the wrong time and the wrong place, I can't help that. You know, that's up to the team. It's up to the players. And uh, we did throw the ball but at the worst times i'm telling you we needed to be more aggressive when we were not and we needed to be less aggressive when we were i i just don't know i i think i'm going crazy when taylor puts down 164 yards 22 carries that's 7.8 yards a carry folks that is brutal football they ran down the field right through us we weren't even there there were no tackles. All I saw were arms flying. That's it. Arm tackles left and right. I don't know when anybody's going to get an idea of how to tackle. The only thing I can really figure out about the tackling issue is no one wants to get hurt. Everybody knows this is a lost season, and no one wants to put the 110% in to take a brutal hit you know, and uh, bring somebody down. And that's basically my theory. My theory is... Why get hurt on a meaningless game and a meaningless season? Well, you get hurt, asshole, because you're playing professional sports. You're making a huge salary, a huge freaking salary to make it happen. Warren Sapp was the only warrior that I could see that was really doing some things in the trenches. Now, I know that Morrison did well, too, but I'm telling you, Stewie... As much as I like the guy, on the first play of the game, he lets a receiver blow by him by 30 yards and lets him go. You know, last time I checked, that's not his job. His job is to make sure that nobody gets by him. He's to make sure that nobody has an opportunity to pass on him. And look what happened. Touchdown, Tell me that didn't take the air out of your balloon. abs a i will tell you this. Fargus was a champion. He was a champion for 60 yards, and every one of them was a bruising, tooth-shattering, jaw-busting, headache-making yard. That guy is a gamer. He deserves the front position. He doesn't go down in the first hit like LeMont. I think LeMont's gone last season, actually. I think Lamont, Gallery, I think all those guys have to go. I think there's a long list of people that have to be replaced. I really don't give a shit if we have to start with rookies. That's the name of the game here. We need to change it up and make people accountable because if they're not, the same crap's going to happen. Now, I know Gallery's going to go somewhere else and be a pro bowler, as Raider Frank says. I totally agree. He's not doing it here. If he does it somewhere else, good for him. That's the same thing with Randy Moss. In this game, we had a guy, a wide receiver, Sidney Rice, make two completions. Our defense blows. Rob Ryan needs to get a some kind of transplant. I don't know what happened to the team. I don't know what happened to his schemes. I don't know what happened to the blitz packages we had in his earlier um, seasons. Maybe he's getting, you know, Lane Kiffin's telling him to take it easy on the blitzes. I don't know, but they ain't happening, and it ain't working for us. The defense is pathetic. It's pathetic. When you have a wide receiver making two completions downfield, that's brutal. The Omdi got an interception that saved our ass for another seven points that would have been up on the board. Wish he would have sat down in the end zone, though. However, however, the total defense is bullshit. The return game is bullshit. The reason? There's no blocking. There's no blocking for the man running upfield. It looks like it's Swiss cheese. looks like the offensive line. You know, I'm telling you, this is all signs of a losing season. Players do not want to get injured and get out because they might be fired. And if they're injured, then, for crying out loud, they won't have anywhere to go. They won't be able to make a living and put food on the table. It's kind of a catch-22 for everyone concerned. I, for one, say bullshit. I, for one, say play the damn game or get rid of their ass. We need players that want to play. We need players that put it down no matter what we're doing. And I'll tell you right now, Raider Nation, that's why I'm not concerned about the rest of the season. You know why? Because the team is not concerned. There are great individuals, great gamers that are out there willing to play, but they're not the only ones. There are many team members out there that aren't putting the effort in. It's obvious. The fans see it. And we ain't crazy. We ain't crazy. I'm not crazy. I see exactly what the fuck is going on. Excuse my language. It's frustrating for the entire nation. And I'll tell you, you're not crazy. Our team has given up. I told you the locker room was sour and is becoming sour as I'll go into the we are the dumbest team in America in just a minute let me complete this one the opposing team got a safety on it was that a surprise did anybody not see that happening I think anybody who was everybody watching this particular game saw the same thing I said it myself as soon as we were there I go it's gonna be a safety it's gonna be a safety well I was surprised he didn't get sacked but it was a safety anyways That's the kind of feeling that you have, Raider Nation. It's the same kind of feeling that every other Raider fan has. Check any of the boards on any site in the internet. We all are spouting the same stuff off, but I'm going to tell it like it is. The players have given up. The players have given up. The coach hasn't. The players has. The coach is in a very big predicament right now trying to motivate these cats to have a decent showing. I don't care what we do as a fan base. Even at home, These guys are not going to play like they would play if we had an opportunity to do something this season. And we'll see that later on, hopefully, in the next year, that we'll see that we have an opportunity to make the playoffs, and this team will step up. They will make a difference. Guys will make those tackles because they see there's light at the end of the tunnel. Right now, the tunnel is closed. (laughs) It's closed. And what I'm saying, Nation, is... Take a big, deep breath, relax, watch the Raiders play. Don't throw your remote control or your cat or your TV. Just relax, enjoy it, watch it for what it is. And I say this, Nation, look at the players you want to keep and look at the losers you want to lose because the players play and the losers lose. And it's obvious to everybody here And one last thing, we ain't crazy. That's for sure. And as far as this game is concerned, I could go on and on. And and the last thing I'm going to hit on is something I've been hitting on all freaking season. Where is the two-minute drill? Where is the sense of urgency? When you can have 20-some-odd seconds tick down between the snap of a ball and the re-snap of a ball... And you've only got seconds left in the game and you need a touchdown. Well, there's a problem. There's a problem. And that is coaching. That's on Lane Kiffin. The short game is on Lane. The fact that he says that we don't have the personnel and other people have said we don't have the personnel. Well, I'll tell you quite frankly, that is bullshit. We have professional athletes that have made it to the pinnacle of football. These guys have made the best of the best. They might not be on the best team, but these guys are paid huge dollars to make it go down. And I'll tell you right now, if the coach puts the right plays in and we and they don't make them, that's one thing. When you have to march down the field and you're making five-yard dinks and dunks and runs off tackle to try to make it with a minute and 30, 40 seconds left, you're not going to make it. You have to take the chance. You have to be aggressive. This is the time to be aggressive. That is weak-ass coaching, and I'm putting that on Lane's melon because that's his responsibility. You cannot be too conservative. Like the five field goals. Five field goals. Five field goals because we didn't have enough sack to try to make a touchdown. I'll tell you, there were more than one opportunity for us to try to make it happen And we went for the run. We went for the run. We didn't even run on the outside more than two or three times. We didn't even try. Green Bay beat their ass by running on the outside, and we didn't do it. You say we don't have the personnel? I see that's bullshit. I say if you don't try, then you're not trying, and that's on the coach. Now, I'm being hard on Lane, but you know what? That's where the buck stops, partner. That's where the buck stops, and that's where I'm going to lay the dollar because it's his responsibility to put the calls in there so that our team has the opportunity to either screw them up or not make them. But at least the opportunity was there, and if the play was complete, we would have made a touchdown. One of the five would have made us, hey, we would have been closer to winning the game. Do you think? The yardage we put up in this game, in the passing game, there is no reason we couldn't have won this football game. I cannot believe the off-tackle runs on the first and second down. Those are wasted downs on a number three run defense in the entire country. That's stupid. Yet, our coach thinks that's our best chance to be successful. Well, I think he's naive. And quite frankly, I think he's crazy. He's crazy if he thinks we're going to get anywhere with this offense. If he doesn't start being more aggressive with his play calling, we will continue to fall backwards and let the losers lose and let the players that don't make plays not make them because he's not giving them an opportunity to make plays. I'll tell you, if I was a player and the coach called a play like, (laughs) like run off tackle against these monsters on a second and ten I'd look at each other and we'd look at each other in the huddle and go, what the hell is this? We're not going to make shit. Let's go try. And that's what happens. That's what happens, folks. We lost. We lost in the last minute and 40 seconds. We lost big on coaching. Coaching is a big time issue. And if you don't see it, folks, I'm telling you, you are crazy because I can see it. And I think you can, too. And that's all I have to say about this game. That's all I got to say about that. I'm trying to think, but nothing happens. Well, I know you all can't wait for this story because... uh It's got to be one of the best uh, stories. (laughs) Oh, gosh. I was waiting for this. You know, I was waiting for this in the last two games, but it finally came out. Still, the dumbest team in America. Oh, gosh. Now, there were some surprising events in the Oakland Raiders locker room on Monday. It wasn't what Warren Sapp said. (laughs) Oh, yeah? Look. Look at what he said, and this was also in let's see, Real Six 365, a news article. So, I'm gonna take a little bat from that. Anthony Carroll uh, wrote this one and did a pretty good job. Warren Sapp said, We're just undisciplined from top to bottom. He told the Sacramento P, the the veteran. Lineman certainly can't be talking about the right team. Yes, he can. Oakland Raiders only had 125 penalties this year. Jeez Louise, how many yards would that be? 874 yards. That's eight free trips up and down the field. 48 uncontested points. Can you believe that? It's not as if the Raiders aren't talented enough to overcome 10-plus penalties. A game! That's sarcasm, of course. Keep in mind, Sapp's recent comments came nearly four years after ex-head coach Bill Callahan called the Raiders the dumbest team in America. And everybody got all emotional about it. Everybody was pointing their fingers at Callahan because he was on his way out anyway. Easy scapegoat, but hey, does it fit? Think about it. 48 uncontested points up and down the field, 874 yards in penalties. That's stupid. That's the only way to say it. That's stupid. It's making the same mistake over and over and over. And I think that's pretty dumb. Year in and year out, Oakland is among the most penalized teams in football, and yes, we could blame the Zebras because some of those were blamed them on the Zebras. And I'll take that for sure because they don't like us and absolutely true. We can hold those penalties down to at least 50%. The Raiders have led the NFL in penalty in yards 12 different times. Only the Bears who've moved to Chicago in 1921 have done that more times. However, they haven't led in the category since 1968 when the Raiders took over the shameful triumph just four short years ago, that was 2003. And that sparked Callahan's fearless comments. Since that season, the Raiders has am- amassed a 17 and 57 record. No, no, take your hands off your ears, listen to me. The Raiders have amassed a seventeen and fifty-seven record, brother. This year's team's starting offensive line alone has combined for an atrocious thirty-five flags for two hundred and thirty-two screaming yards, and that's with right guard Cooper Kyllov factored in, who has been penalized only one time all season. The team's other linemen have done the remainder of the damage. Left tackle Barry Sims has 12 penalties for 75 yards. Cornell Green has 8 for 40. And Robert Gallery, my favorite, has 10 for 72. Newberry has 4 for 40. Brother, can you believe this? Now... Let's take this dumbest team in America thing is sounding pretty real, isn't it? It sounds real to me. Warren Sapp isn't just talking about the O-line, though. He placed blame on everyone, including himself and wide receiver Tim Dwight, who was sitting on the couch at home three weeks ago. Now, where the hell was he going, Sapp blurted out to the media, referring to Dwight's mishap late in the fourth quarter. Take away 10 seconds of time to leave us 2 seconds left on the 41-yard line of the Minnesota Vikings, so we had to do the Hail Mary. But please, 12 seconds, 2 seconds, what's the difference? We didn't try for anything over a 6-yard gain the whole drive anyway. So let's not put it on him. Not all of it anyways. The Raiders are usually playing an opponent ...and themselves on Sunday. And here's the problem. We can't beat ourselves, Dante Culpepper stated. We cannot keep beating ourselves. We must let the other team beat us. Well, listening to all those stats, you must certainly admit to yourself... ...we are the dumbest team in America. I love my Raiders and I'm in. But you know what? The penalties, the mishaps, the miscoaching... The no two-minute drill. Hey, man, it's in our face. You know, I love my team. I love the Raiders. I love the team. I love Al Davis. You know, I love Kiffin. I love the fact that he's new and fresh and he wants to try new things. I hope he just gets it together. And don't come up with me. We just need new players. There's a lot more than we need than just new players. And I'll tell you that for sure. And that's all I have to say about that. Now, let's move on to this story. Everybody's looking at Russell Watch. The fact that our team is in the toilet, the fact that our team is being penalized so much and the offensive line looks like Swiss cheese, do you really think that we're going to see Russell play? Now, I want to see anyone raise their hand and says, I want to see Russell. I want to see Russell. I, quite frankly, do not want to see Russell. I'm going to tell you this for sure. Now, we can send him in there to get beat up and pummeled up, which is definitely not what Lane wants to do. Um, But, you know, there's one thing that's for sure in this league. Nothing is a for sure, and that is for sure. Different situations have called for, for different things. Tom Brady came out of nowhere on an injured Drew Bledsoe, and look, he's going to another Super Bowl this year. You never know where your diamond is until he steps on the field and starts to play. Not to say that Russell will be able to turn things around and make big victories. Just the fact that we should see him and see him try to throw the ball and see him try to make plays would be a great improvement. Dante Culpepper seems to be the band-aid for our season and I believe will probably ride the rest of the wave to our bitter end this year. The only way I see that Russell's going to play is if we're way ahead in a game. We've got plenty of time left, maybe two, three minutes left, and we're ahead by three touchdowns. Does anyone see that happening this year? Really? Because that's the only way I see he's going to play. The only other way I see is, like I said before, is if a meteorite comes out and takes out McCown, also Culpepper, and probably Walter. So there's only one person left to pass, besides Curry, who could definitely throw the ball. Now, a lot of people have said he's going to be a great player. People say he's got the best arm in football. People say that he's aggressive, he's a good player, and he's learning the schemes. But no one is saying when he's going to come in. The press says he's coming in the 2nd of December against the Broncos. I would seriously doubt that. I would seriously doubt that Al Davis would allow Russell to go on the field with a bunch of frothy-mouthed Bronco defensive men that are going to want to go in there and break this kid. You know that Shannon Rad is going to want to put the fear of God into Russell, and he's going to have his players blitzing every down. And with our offensive line, that's what Russell's going to be. He's going to be down on the ground the whole game. I do not see him coming in for that game. I don't see him coming in for any game this year. I see him staying on the pine and riding it till the end. The fact that it's a mystery is good because it's newsworthy and it brings the Raiders up to the news. The fact of him playing, I just don't see it. I don't see it in any game this year, so don't hold your breath. Even though the media is pushing for him to go, I don't see him playing. If he plays... I'll be surprised, and you can email me, because trust me, I'll be very, very surprised. I don't think he'll play against Denver. I think that if he does, it'll be a mistake. Be a mistake, I think, because uh, he won't have an opportunity to do anything, because they'll be after him so hard, uh, more than any other quarterback ever. There'll be a price on his head, I bet. Now, the fact that everyone's saying he's made big strides, he makes. He works hard. He's got a great attitude. Let's not destroy that by pummeling him in a game against the Denver Broncos. People are saying a lot about maybe Kiffin's not going to make it this year. The one-and-done coaches, Joe Bugle after a 4-12 and record, Art Schell after 2-14 and last season. I think Kiffin's going to have some time because he is so young, and Al Davis is giving him an opportunity to show his wares. Giffen doesn't have any concerns. Why should he? He's a young guy. He's got nothing to lose. If Al fired him today, he'd still be able to get a job. He did sign a three-year contract. And you know what? He's got some options too. Now, we have some decisions to make. Along with Russell Watch, under the radar is Bush Watch. I'd rather see Bush play. I think he'll play before Russell, and he should. They have until Wednesday to decide whether he want to activate the rookie running back or not. And I think if they're thinking about getting rid of Lamont Jordan, which I believe is a done deal, they need to get Bush out there and see what he can do. They're not letting him practice, though. So he didn't practice till almost three weeks ago, but he's been rehabbing his broken leg. But that's 14 months, 14 months to let that leg heal I think he's got plenty of time. Now, I hope he plays. I hope he plays soon. Because we need to see if Bush is the man I think he is. And he should get an opportunity to get out there this year and relieve Justin Fargus from some of those brutal beatings that he's getting. Now, I know that they're thinking Bush is fragile. But shit, we picked him up to do this job. We've kept him to do this job. And I think we should see what he can do because our running game needs some help. Fargus needs relief, and he's not getting it from Rhodes, and he's not going to get it from Jordan. Any of you who think that Rhodes' time needs to come up is looking at Lamont Jordan, too. He's Lamont Jordan, the same thing. He does the same thing as Lamont. He's a powerful back, but without the offensive line, he ain't going nowhere. I think Bush needs an opportunity to play, Oh, I just, it's so frustrating. i, I <laughs> It's very frustrating. Let's let Bush play. I say play Bush and let's roll on. Now, everybody got all upset about Na'am be awesome while getting hurt. They thought he had a concussion, but that's not true. I believe he had a neck strain from that pummeling he took from Taylor. He'll be fine. The rest of our team, well, it's what it is. And it's going to be what it is, and we just all have to relax and enjoy the football season and know that we're not going anywhere and not to throw things at the television and all that. So about the Russell Watch thing, don't hold your breath, folks, because I don't think it's going to happen, especially against Denver. And that's all I have to say about that. Now we have to get to the Raider Nation podcast. Comments forum section. (laughs) Well, Raider Nation, we had a huge 183 posts, and I ain't kidding, 183 posts on the Viking game. That is crazy. Yeah, that is crazy, because it was actually 120 posts, but who's counting? 183 posts. That's crazy. So saying that, I'm going to try to get as many as I can, but I ain't going to get 183. No. I'll try to get some in here because you got some long ones going on, and I will probably hit the last page here. And uh, if I can get to that, that's probably pretty good because there's quite a few posts. Here we go. Silent one comes in with good news. Adrian Peterson is out for the Raiders game. Well, of course he is because I'll tell you right now that uh, that Adrian Peterson would have put another hundred yards on our ass if he'd have played that game, and thank God. Uh, Navy Rob comes into Silent Ones, who took Silent One took a beating for his comment about wasting five years of his, of his life on the Raiders. Silent One's a good Raider fan, but he just got frustrated like the rest of us. And I'll tell you, he's not the only one who's frustrated. Uh we're all frustrated. And in frustration, things happen, just like the locker room. Locker room, just because Sap came out with that comment, man, the locker room is brutal. And it's more that's going on there than he's saying. You can bet on it. So Navy Rob comes in. Navy Rob was the first one to jump Sider 1. <laughs> I came in with Sider on, on Sider 1, too, so he's not the only one. Good. Sider 1, everyone jumped your shit with me when you said that on the last forum. It's cool to get pissed because it shows that you love for the team. Just next time, bash a QB or the O-line instead of the whole organization. Well, let's forget about it. AP is out next week. The Raider fans are saying, good, no AP. The Viking fans are saying, if we had to play without AP for a week, a game we should win. Good win. Absolutely. We had the chance. Signing one comes in. Thanks. I don't recall having said that. You did say it. But all is well now, and that's a thing in the past. That's true. The Vikes should be easy to beat for us. They still have Chester the Molester at running back, who is a good back. And we all saw how our D let Ron Dane get away with murder. Yep. Well, we saw what happened. This might be our last chance at a W. That's show enough. And guess what? That's show enough. That's who wrote it. And that's what I say. And you're absolutely right. Raider BioFox comes in. I feel a win this week, baby. Play Jamarcus. No, that's not going to happen. And that's not going to happen either. (laughs) Raider Jawa comes in. Well, another Raiders loss. And McClown seems again not to impress at all. I could go on and rant and yell about this and that. But my head is high. And you know why. Because I love the Raiders. And whatever we finish, I love... And all you true fans, I know you will too. If we want to get a W this week, no Peterson playing, and I think that we should put J. Russ in there, uh, here and there, and not just throw him right into the wolves, just throw in a few downs. I know it sounds crazy, but the Titans did it with Vince Young, and look where the Titans are, 6-3. and I forget, that 6 wins feels like, yeah, I do too. So I'll take that. And one more thing, I'm sick of hearing all the BS about Steeler Nation and Red Sox Nation, and even up where I live in Calgary, with this Flames Nation. There's only, and I repeat, only one nation, and that's the Rata Nation. Now let's keep our heads high and kick some Viking ass. Well, I wish that were the case, Padna, but it didn't happen. Now I'm going to go up here. Um... A little further because we're going to go to what happened after the game. A lot of these posts were before the game, so I'm going to go to what happened after the game. There's a lot of frustration, as you know. (laughs) As you know, it was pretty brutal. Okay, I put in my two cents, too. Let's go, Colorado Chris. Hold the motherfucking boat. How is it Kiff's fault? He's a couple of years younger than me. Who hired him? Exactly. Why? Because we don't have a swagger we once had. We have yearly turnover, and that's it. Fuck it. You're right, man. It's frustrating. It's hard being a Raider fan during these past five years. I don't know what else to say. That's Mad Raiders 32. Colorado Chris, true, true. Thank God. I was alive to see Stabler, Kenny King, Howie, Rod, Lester, and one of all my all-time faves, Napoleon. Yeah, that's right. Raider Rick. Raider Rick is harsh, but man, he's harsh because he loves this team. I know Raider Rick, man. He is bleeding silver and black, and he's bleeding. And I'll read this post, and you have to understand it in that context. Mark my words. We are in total disarray with this organization from top to bottom and will not win another game this season. To take the words from Denny Green's, they are who we thought they were. We all get hyped with hope, though no one wants to admit it, that in the back of their head that we are praying for better results than we are willing to share their feelings about the fear of being called a non-believer. Okay, so we all know what's happening well, this is one guy that calls it like he sees it. And I'm here to tell you, brother, it goes a lot deeper than personnel. The coaches and the organization as a whole need a change. We're trying to will our way into victories by using useless motivational words like take us all back to the glory days. Phrases like commitment to excellence, just win baby, the winningest team in history, probably not anymore. Bring back the nasty, the raider's mystique. The whole tradition and history are important. It's time for a fucking facelift. We need to get rid of the badass attitude and misfits, etc. Look at us. We're a fucking pathetic joke. We can't even agree that we suck because we have been brainwashed into thinking different. It starts with discipline and consequences for lack of discipline. When Kiff first came and talked a good game, however, he is not sitting these fuckers out for multiple choke jobs. I'd like nothing more to see a few guys benched, quite frankly, scent packing real soon. Kiffin has lost his team, and he knows it. It shows in more ways than one. I don't plan on spending my money and putting my ass in the seats until things start to change. I still support the team because they are my team. However, I don't have to spend a mint or jeopardize my health to do it. Well, you know what? He's got the right thing. I mean, we're all feel the same way. He all feels the same way. Trust me. Let's see. Oakland Raiders 84. Juan Jorge. Our offense played well enough to win this game. Yeah, but we got penalties and Culpepper threw an interception. But in reality, if a running back gets his way with our defense... It doesn't matter what the offense does. Because the offense doesn't stop the run. This was the defense's fault. I give Culpepper a lot of credit and Porter and Curry and Fargus for playing with heart. You have to love Fargus. Yeah, you do. And this is Raider Greg. I put this in here. Let me say right now. Hey, we blow. That's it. J Russ or Stabler cannot change that. Our D and R O, Below, I'm out. And I'm a fan. Look, I'm still here. I'm doing my thing. And that's the way it goes. And anybody calling me a non-fan or non-believer, well, you know what? I put my hard-earned bucks down just like Raider Rick to see this team every week. I buy their shit. I sit in the seat. I can say what I please, because I do bleed silver and black, and I'll still be there next year, and the year after that, and the year after that. If I'm still alive, that is. And so are my kids. We're all Raider fans. This is a Raider household, and that's the truth. SeaTac Raider lady. Damn, I missed the game because yet another migraine. Let me interject here. You didn't miss nothing. You probably would have got a migraine if you'd have seen the game, SeaTac and lady. It sounds as if it was not such a bad thing after all. I doubt if I could have handled another loss on top of all the other bullshit that I had to deal with this weekend. Hey, Kiff, I'm going to snuggle up with my Imatrex. <laughs> hey, I wish I had some Imatrexes. And she said, please don't cancel the podcast. It's the only thing about the Raiders I can look forward to right now. And she got a great little thing. You should check out this uh, Bouncing Babies right here. It's pretty gosh-talking <laughs> funny. Great job, SeaTac Raider lady. You're the best thing that's happened to this post, this podcast for sure, especially this doggone thing here. You you rock, honey. Excellent job. That, bring, that brought a smile to everybody's face. I'm telling you right now. And that's what the Asian persuasion says, because SeaTac lady is probably the best thing that happens to us Raider fans and RNP too, since, since. in any case, we love your post. We do, man. We love your post, SeaTac Raider lady. We love them. And the assassin just quotes exactly what Raider Rick has to say. Raider Rodney comes in. He comes in, I agree with all you're saying. We just don't have the talent on offense to do much. And the defense, we've got too many that can't fucking tackle. I also think that Kiff is still setting up for next year in every decision. He is seeing who is actually in and who aren't in. And I believe they won't be here next year. We need to get rid of some fucking players that can't tackle and keep from false starting. Can't catch a damn ball and don't play with heart out there. And I believe this will happen. I know it sucks, guys. And I am fucking sick of losing too. And having my heart ripped out every weekend. But I haven't given up hope. And do think that Kiffin will be a great coach in time. Okay, Archangel comes in with a great post. And I think this is very, very good. Coach Kiffin screwed up having Josh come back and start. Amen. Those last losses before the Viking games were games we could have won because Dante gives us an a lift. Those idiots on the offensive line should be benched because it's always the same old people making the same old mistakes. It's ridiculous. The biggest problem with the defense is scrub Stuart Swaggart. He's got to be the worst safety in Raiders history. Amen. He's always at a position to make the play on the ball and to tackle the receiver. He can't catch the receiver once he catches the ball. He is slow, and he can't tackle. When running backs are passing the defensive line. The safety is supposed to be there to blow them up. And if not, tackle them. I live all the way on the other side of the country in Atlanta and got the NFL package to be able to watch the Raiders every week. And I have not seen a whole game because it's embarrassing to watch them. In the good old days, the Raiders would be behind in the game. At least 55% of the time, they would come back to win. Now when they fall behind, they do not give them a chance. And when they have a slight lead with time still on the clock, they can't hold the lead. Archangel, you got it all down, brother. You call it just like it is. I think Coach Kiffin did screw up. And by not, you know... Not doing the right thing with our quarterback situation. Roliveros, 35. I hope, I hope that's right. <laughs> what the fuck? Just when you think we're going to get a win, we fuck it all up only again, score three points in the second half? We expose the mess-up Vikings secondary with those passes to Curry and Porter, yet fail to attempt them in the second half? This game was lost in one half. We need to play a whole freaking game. Big props to Curry for that awesome catch. Too bad they didn't attempt those again. Hopefully the Dante that showed up in this game will show up next game against the Condiments. Semper Fi, Nation. Raul from the Southgate, California. Right on, brother. Okay, here we go. Al Davis needs to add the team. This is the silent one again. He goes on a rant about Al Davis needs to hand this organization over to someone who's really going to run it. Why do you think none of the high profile coaches want to come here? This is a rant and now you guys should check it out. It's pretty good. It's a rant. It goes on about Davis. I love Al Davis and it's really not him. It's really up to Kiffin. I'm telling you. Sign on one. Just when you think you've seen it all in 13 years, there's something else. Defensive tackle SAP. So after his doing his part with six tackles and a forced fumble and fumble recovery, it just doesn't make any damn sense. It takes years off your life. You sure as hell does take years off your life. Okay, so I will tell you this is a quote from Raider Rick, and I and I think it's probably apropos to this game. Just when you think. You've seen it all. The Raiders have an opera have have a distinct ability to take your heart out of you, rip your heart out of your chest, right through your asshole at the end of the game. You know, sometimes I prefer it if we get pummeled, we get beat big time, fifty six to six, something crazy, so that I don't have to watch the rest of the game, so I can go do something else. But it just seems that the Raiders. Have an uncanny ability to hold the whole nation with their breasts and their sphincter tighter than can be. Everyone's getting hemorrhoids from this team because they're waiting for the last shoe to drop, the last breath, and you know what? It doesn't happen. And it just seems that's the way our season's gone. So many times this year, we've been we've had our hearts torn out through our asshole. And that kind of sums up the whole dog hunt season. But, you know, like I said, it's time to relax. It's time to take a breath. Take a step back. Don't take it so serious or definitely not personal. Because when someone says the Raiders suck, I have to look right at them and say, yeah, we do suck, but we will be back. They usually chuckle and say, that's what all you Raider fans say. And then my next comment is, yeah, that's absolutely right. you damn straight, Patna. That's why we're the nation, and that's why we're not like rats jumping ship like any other team, like the Niner fans, or any other team for that matter. We are the nation, and we'll still stay there. The parking lot will still be full. It'll be packed for Denver. It'll be packed for San Diego. We'll have tons of fans in the parking lot and everyone will be in the stadium screaming and yelling on the top of our lungs just like we always do. Because we are the nation. It's not over. It's just the beginning. It's beginning of the new age. Let's look forward to the off season. Let's look forward to the changes in getting rid of Sims and Gallery, Jordan, and others that don't cut the mustard here. People who don't play with heart. And let's just hope that Kiffin can do it, because this is the true test of this coach. It's not this season. It's the off season that we shall all be looking at and seeing if he is the man who will put a prolific offense on the field, one that will make plays with their big-time players, as he said himself. I'm not down on Kiffin. I'm just telling him he has a learning curve, and he better get to the top of it pretty fast because what I'm seeing as far as his play calling goes this year ain't inspiring my ass at all. But we shall see. It's always interesting to see. You know Al Davis will put the money down in the offseason to make it happen. Let's just hope he puts these bad players down as well. So let's look forward to the next game. You know, we got the Kansas City Chefs. We got the condiments at their house wouldn't it be nice to embarrass them? I'm not holding my breath, but there's always that possibility. You know, it's just like being at the slot machine. You keep putting your money in and hoping for the three aces. Well, that's it, Red Nation. That's all I got to say. Don't be down, you know, because you got to be up. There's no other way to be. Stay loud and proud, wear your shit everywhere, buy a ticket, come to a game because you know the fun's still in the parking lot and you know we're going to be partying down every on Sunday at the home of the Raiders, the Big Mac, the Coliseum. Show your ass there, be there, have fun, be happy because you know what, we got nothing to go but up, no place to go but up, there you go, we're not the worst in the league, think if you were a Dolphins fan how would you feel then yep that's right this is the Raider Nation podcast being happy got to be because we got games in the season left let's hope we can pull out a miracle it's always possible and put the corner and pull the handle you never know nation this is Raider Greg and I am out